Welcome to the City Reach Baptist podcast. If you would like more information about the life of our church, please go to our website at cityreach.com.au or like us on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey everybody. You're in Botanic Gardens and you're having a lovely time and this Chinese person comes up to you, a tourist, and they somehow communicate to you that they want to go here. Here? We'll get to it. Anyway, it's this place, there's these two silver balls sitting on top of each other. They want to go there. How do you let them know how to get there? Well, if you're Vincent, Pastor Vincent, it's probably pretty easy. You can just go ahead and do it in Chinese. But for the rest of us, we might need to think about it. You're going to have to slow down and try and figure out what do they understand already. Do they have any English? You want to get a bit of a mental map in your head of where you are right now in the gardens and where the mole's balls are and how you're going to get them to there. You're going to speak really slowly to them so they understand what's going on. And if possible, you might actually walk there with them and show them the way, because we're from Adelaide, right? Everyone's nice in Adelaide, yeah? That's what you're going to do, right? What if someone asks you to explain the gospel? Could you take them there? What would you say? What would you do? Well, hopefully you'd do something similar. Um, I was at uni, don't, don't do this bit, do the other bit. Well, I was at uni and it was Jesus week, Adelaide Uni, had my top on, all of us Christians had our tops on and I'd been praying, God, please just use me to try and share the gospel with my friends and I was freaking out about it that he might answer that prayer and um, I'm sitting there in the engineering common room at the top of the building there and um, the most unlikely guy in our group, he says, come on. What's the deal with this Jesus thing? And I'm like, ball, goal, quick prayer. And then I start telling him. And within 40 seconds, I'm talking about angels and demons and how Satan fell from heaven. And, and this guy's just looking at me like, what do you want? And I was totally lost, totally lost. And he could tell that. And I needed this mental map of where I was going to go, what I was going to say. But what does that mental map look like? And how do you know that they've got the same picture in their heads as you're speaking to them, trying to get them there? So tonight, I'm going to give you a mental map. This is a really, really practical tool that you can take and run with and hopefully lead someone to Jesus. Amen? Amen. And this is just one facet of the many facets of the diamond that is the gospel. This is just one little part of it. I'm going to show you some of the other facets just quickly. The gospel is good news. And you're going to get a roller coaster of good news tonight. The gospel is good news for me for so many reasons because it proves there is a loving God. Amen. It proves that um, there is sense to life, it assures me that I'll never be alone. And that any suffering I face is not pointless. That my life actually has a purpose now. That I have hope for today and for tomorrow. The gospel means that I see people now as infinitely more valuable than I ever did before. That's profound. I don't have to live with shame anymore. I'm not crippled by regret. I don't have to fear failure. Evil doesn't win. Justice will be served. I get second chances. I don't have to fear death. 
Amen? This is all these different facets of the gospel. But tonight we're going to focus on one. And I love this. I don't get the horrible thing I deserve. And I get this glorious thing that I don't deserve. And all in Jesus Christ. And I want what we're going through tonight. This is not a formula. This is, think of it more like a framework. Like this is a structure, the support for your story. This is the bones of it. You got that? This is the essential truth. Romans 6.23. I don't know if you've heard this one before. But for the wages of sin is... But the free gift of is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6.23. Remember this one. And it's really easy to remember. It's Romans 6.23 because 6 divided by 2 equals 3. Got that? That's nice. Hey. 6 equals 2 times 3. Michael Jordan got six NBA championships. 6.23. You got it? Romans 6.23. It's going to stick in your heads now. Another really nice thing about this verse is it's a symmetrical verse that you write it up in a table and you see all the connections. We're going to do that tonight. And um, that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be a tool that you can take and you can use. We're going to go through it word by word. You ready for this? Okay. For the wages, the first big word, wages. Wages means we get what we earn. And this is a universal truth. Everyone can see this. Everyone can feel it. In fact, it's Newton's third law. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Like Newton's cradle, right? And it doesn't just happen with apples landing on our heads or steel balls. You know, you drop one got a picture of it up here in a moment. You drop one, it hits, and then it bounces off the other end. Equal and opposite reaction. It happens in all of life. We get what we earn. You work diligently, you get the promotion, right? You study hard, you get the grades. You practice your free throw enough, it's going to happen in the game. You water a plant. You following with me? It grows. You forget to water the plant, it dies, right? You hit your sister, you get in a whole lot of trouble. You, you eat too much, what's going to happen? You get fat, you get sick. You hold a grudge. That eats away at you for years. You binge watch the TV show instead of doing your assignment. You feel the pain. You do feel the pain. This is a universal and observable truth in all our lives. The wages, we get what we earn. Every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. We get what we earn. For the wages of sin. Sin is a tricky word. uh, And it needs some unpacking. It's interesting that this verse doesn't focus on the good stuff we do, the hard work and the practice and the assignments aced and actually being kind to your sister. You get instant rewards for this stuff. This verse focuses on something different. It focuses on something bigger, something spiritual. It focuses on this thing called sin. I don't know if we're up to that yet. We're up to sin. Sin says that the practical and physical things that we do and the mental things that we think give a spiritual result. That we're not simply machines that just act and talk and think and decide and then finally die. There's more to us than that. And we feel that deep down. There is more to us than that. 
that we have souls, souls that ache to be cared for, and God wants to care for our souls. But we do our own thing. We ignore our souls, and we ignore God, and we do whatever provides this instant payoff, the wages that come in straight away. This is what happens with sin. So we choose to hit our sister because we're angry and it feels good. We choose to binge watch the show because we are stressed out about actually doing the assignment and we'd rather have the comfort that comes from just sitting there and watching the TV. We choose to just kick on with life with no thought for God because it doesn't seem necessary because things are just working. And that's sin. Sin isn't just doing bad stuff. That's too narrow a definition. Sin is actually ignoring God. You think about it, if there is a God who is good and who's loving and created us and wants to bless us, how does it look if we don't fix any of our attention on Him, all of our attention on Him all the time? How does it look if we totally neglect what He's trying to do for us? How does it look if we never acknowledge Him? It looks really rude. Extremely rude and offensive, that's sin. Ignoring God. Sin is ignoring God. All the bad stuff in the world can be boiled down to that. We do the bad stuff because we're ignoring God. We ignore God and the consequences of that, the wages of that sin, they're not good. For the wages of sin is death. Death. That's a tricky one to talk about. Especially because this verse is not talking about normal, normal death but eternal death, hell. And that's a hard thing to discuss. But actually, you step back from it for a moment and you you look at the whole death thing and it's actually really fair. Because if you think about it, if you are living your life without any acknowledgement of God and you just go through it, then you're going to (laughs) die. It just makes sense from a secular perspective Living life without God, you just end up dead. But this verse goes further and shows us that death is actually a fair thing. Because you think of this, think of every single evil thing done in the course of history behind closed doors that people actually got away with. If there's no justice for that, that's a horrible thing. That jars something within our souls. If those kind of things just went without being dealt with the earth screams out for justice and God will bring it, he's going to bring perfect justice, undiluted clean justice and we might think it's harsh and brutal that he would do that but that's because we don't see things as clearly as God sees it, we're over here on this left hand side of the table where there are wages and where there's sin and and everything is muddied up And so it doesn't look fair, it looks harsh. But if you look at it from God's perspective, He is bringing perfect justice to all those who've ignored Him. The very one who puts our breath in our lungs every moment and we ignore Him, He's just giving us exactly what we've earned. Death is fair. This eternal death is fair. But we don't just wait until our final hour to feel the sting of that eternal death. It's killing us now. 19th century theologian Joseph Thayer, he says, Death 
is the misery of the soul arising from sin, which begins on earth, begins on earth, and lasts and increases after the death of the body in hell. So sin makes life harsh now. And Paul, in the verses before this, he describes sin as this terrible slave master who gives us nothing worthwhile except for shame. And we'll eventually die for our sin and we'll die a little bit every day in that same sin. Just think, if I treat a person poorly, and this happens with all of us a lot, because I'm angry or because I'm stressed or because I just don't care and I'm being careless and I say something just off the cuff or I just ignore someone, pretty soon I'm going to think about it and I'm going to feel bad about it. But who knows how bad they are feeling about that and what kind of hurt that is causing them. It's killing me and it's killing them. I get the wages but they feel the wages of it too. Do you get that? The death is here right now and ruining every single day. (laughs) We're stuffed. No wonder people find it hard to hope. No wonder people are so stressed and anxious because the world is broken and it's heading towards death. Something within us craves for more than this, right? If only this wasn't all there is. Good news, it's not all there is. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, free gift, everybody, wait, well, that's not how it's supposed to work. We live in this wages world, right, where there's this give and take, input and output. There is no free lunch. And if you really want to be cynical, people could even say that the love that a parent has for a child, ah, yeah, it's just because that child is like a mini version of them and they want to love the child and it's just give and take, give and take, right? We live in this kind of world, and yet, a free gift, this, this is amazing and unexpected news. This is a jarring event in history, that we live in this this world where the whole grain of life says that you get what you deserve, karma, and all that kind of stuff. And here comes Jesus with something completely other, something on the other side of the table, and bam, it's here, this jarring event. Rather than getting what we deserve, we can get what we don't deserve. Something very, very good that we don't deserve. So let's learn more about this free gift, right? And the first place we learn that is in the giver. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God. God is the giver. Here's the thing about God. Look at this on the table, right? Sin God. God is the opposite. God is not ignorant. God is not ignoring. God is loving. He is completely opposite to all that sin that just messes around with our lives. God is good. Jesus says that a loving father loves to give good gifts to his children. And here is God, the heavenly father, offering us the best gift that we can get. I was talking with my son, my six-year-old, Elijah, this week about people who are Christians and people who are not. And he's like, I don't even get it. Like, being a Christian is the best deal ever. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just go with it? And for him, like, he's right. He's totally right. 
But for him, like he's a six-year-old, he's in, he's in a family where everyone believes in Jesus and celebrates Jesus. He goes to a school where that is held in highest esteem and celebrated. He comes to this church, he's part of all of that. His whole world is surrounded by people who cheer about Jesus. He sees the good deal, but there is also really no cost to him socially to belong to Jesus. He is keen, <laughs> but he loses nothing, right? But for many people, this best deal ever, this free gift, it feels like a bit of a rough trade. Because to accept this free gift means to accept God. And it means to stop ignoring God, which means recognizing Him for who He is and putting Him in His rightful place. It means putting God above everything else, our, our family, our friends, society, our ambitions, romance, that he goes above all of those things. That he takes the place of all those things. And those, those things, and they weigh a lot. They're, they're weighty things. And they're, they are hard to give up. But this free gift will always outweigh it. Always. So if, you, if you're struggling to see that this free gift really is, like Elijah says, the best deal ever, Two things you can do. You can look at who is offering the gift. This is God, the loving Father, who wants nothing but good for you, who longs that all people would be saved. He is the one offering this to you. He is the one who made you and knows you and loves you. Think about that. If it's still not looking like the best deal ever, look at these things that feel so weighty. They actually weigh you down. And even single one of these things and you hold on to them here, they are in this column. They're on the left-hand side of the table. And if they take the place of God, they become sinful things in your life because you're trying to make everything make sense with family or my friends being the most important thing or my success in, in my career or my love life or any of those kind of things that could be good, but we make them God and and. The wages of all that is death. And it weighs us down. This free gift, so good. God sees that we're trapped in this and he's done something about it. When we put sinful things in God's place, like, like lust, like greed, like pride, like comfort, which we stick this veneer over of, oh, no, no, that's just really romance or that's just really me looking after my family or that's me just trying to do the best in life these things are underneath it and they breed pain for us and they actually breed death for us but now for the gift for this for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life amen people I love this you're preaching to me eternal life here is a crazy thing this is a crazy thing. You see it clearly on the table here, but this is a crazy thing. People think that they can just amble on through life, like this little blue line that's going to come up on the, on the screen, that you just amble on through life, and somehow at the end, when you die, you end up in eternal life, ignoring God the whole time. And at the funeral, they live on forever somehow. But that doesn't just happen 
if we ignore God, we die. And yet God does offer us this gift of life, of eternal life. And it's more than just this body never conking out, because it will, it'll die. But my soul will live on. And my body will be raised eventually with Christ at the last day to be with him forever. This is crazy, right? This is crazy, but free from the futility of the left-hand side of the table forever. That is bliss. That is bliss. But it's not an ignorant bliss. It's a very knowing bliss. It's, this is where we want to be with our loving God forever, never hurt by sin, never hurt by death, and finding a trillion different ways to enjoy God for the rest of the rest of forever. How good is that? I said a trillion. I was wrong. It's more than that. We're going to find so many different ways to enjoy God. And because of that, enjoying being together with God. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. This is as far away from sin and death as you can get. That, that is a great gift. And that is a free gift. And do you know what's really cool? It's just like back here, sin leads us to death eventually, but the payoff happens now, right now, when I'm sinning, it hurts me now, and I'm dying a little bit every day right now, right? You got that? This side of the table, eternal life, it's this great hope for the future, but there is a payoff right now. How good is that? Because right now, I know that God loves me, loves me completely, and He has given so much for me that he loves me and that right now this is awesome I live in a free gift world I don't live in a wages world anymore and if you belong to Jesus you belong in a free gift world this is where you are and that changes the way I look at everything I don't have to earn anything anymore I can hold on to stuff stuff more loosely I can care better for others I can forgive others who've done the wrong to me instead of worrying about them getting their wages and me getting my wages for whatever's happened because I have this free gift I can be more patient I can be more self-controlled more gentle more kind more joyful because I am in free gift world so good right This is the good news of the gospel. And it changes life forever and it changes life right now. I get to enjoy the love of God right now and forever. How did that happen? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is how it happened. Christ Jesus. Christ. It means the anointed one, the Messiah, the Savior, the Son of God. This suffering servant who would come and take the sins of all of us on his shoulders and he would die for us. And all this had been promised by God for centuries and then it actually happened. Jesus Christ, he's the guy we celebrate at Christmas. Why? Because he is a miracle. Because he is God with us. Because he is God right here on the left-hand side of the table with us. God right there in the mess. And he lived among us. 
revealing the true and loving nature of our Heavenly Father and living that out and, and loving the people around him and showing them the compassion of God. And he died. This is another jarring event because he was from the right-hand side of the table. There's no death there. But he's come here to be amongst us and he took our place and he took our death our God forsaken death he died we earned it he took it but another jarring event he didn't stay dead his death wasn't eternal because <laughs> God raised him back to life and the wages of our sin fully paid for now and Jesus with life still in his hands and offering it to us as a free gift. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. It's a free gift. How do you receive it? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's how you do it those two words our Lord Lord is kind of an old word we don't use it much now except for maybe landlord but a Lord is a rich word because it, it means so many things a Lord is an owner a master the one in control a Lord is a king or a chief or an emperor Lord a good Lord is a provider he's a protector a carer the one responsible for you. Lord is a title of honor that you show to show respect and reverence to a person. It's, it's the way that servants greet their master, Lord. So this free gift of God is available to all who acknowledge and embrace Christ Jesus as Lord. So it's me recognizing that Jesus Christ is my owner. He's my master. He's my king. He's my chief. He's my emperor. He is my provider. He's my protector. He's the one responsible for me. And he is worthy of all respect and honor. That's what it means to have Jesus Christ as Lord. What a truly wonderful thing, hey, to have someone like that standing over you. That's the kind of Lord you want, right? And that's the kind of Lord we can have. And when we make Jesus Christ our Lord, it's not just this thing in our head. We believe it. And we confess it. And we declare it. And we live it out and we act it out in every single moment. And we enjoy the fact that He is Lord over us now. It's, it's not just a mental thing. It's, it's a life-changing thing. It's a life-encompassing thing. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen? And it's the start of eternal life. And it's right here in this moment that we enjoy it and on into eternity. Take someone to the mall's bowls. Great, that's a very kind thing to do. And I'd hope we would all do that. But when you get there, the mall's bowls are pretty lame. Um, but you take somewhere, someone somewhere much better to the cross, to Jesus, to all that he's done, 
and you change them forever and you take them from death to life. And now you've got a tool for how you could do it. So this week, <laughs> rehearse that verse. What was the verse? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You got that? Romans 6.23. Thank you, Michael Jordan. Rehearse the verse. Get it into your head. I normally preach with the Bible in my hand. Didn't need to tonight. You know why? The verse is there already. That is a real blessing. Memorize scripture. It's so helpful for, to, for leading people to where they need to go, for leading our hearts to where they need to go. Rehearse the verse. And see how it's the bones of your story. You see it. For the wages of sin is death. I see it when I'm following sin. It's leading to death every time. I know it. I see that. I've seen it in my life. I see it again and again. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when I think about that, it leads me to praise. It leads me to a joyful place and to being kind and loving and joyful to the people around me. And this is my story. And think about how it's your story. And then rehearse it. How are you going to tell that story? How you could tell it in 25 minutes like I've done now or how you're going to do it in 25 seconds in an elevator or um, however you're going to do it. Rehearse the story, get used to it and then ask God to send tourists your way who are longing to be shown where life can be found in this wage-driven world. And if you've been looking at this whole thing, if we can have that previous slide back again with the whole lot on there Um, if you want to just take a snapshot of it if that's helpful to you Um, but if you've been looking at this and thinking yeah I get it it makes sense of everything (laughs) but I feel like I'm stuck here on this left hand side (laughs) Um, because I'm running things my way and that's the only way that's felt comfortable with me to me but I know where it's leading and I don't want to go there anymore And I'm inviting you now to let Jesus take you across to the other side, to life. And I'm going to invite you now to pray with me. And if we could have the, the prayer up here, this is it. This is very simple. Jesus Christ, I've been sinning and ignoring you, and it's killing me and dishonoring you, and I'm sorry. I need your free gift of eternal life. I need you to be Lord over me. I'm surrendering to you from here on. Amen. That just just means yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes from the bottom of your heart. I'm going to pray that now. If you want to pray along, pray along. Let's, Let's talk to God. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I've been sinning. I've been ignoring you. It's killing me. And it's dishonoring you. And I'm sorry. I need your free gift of eternal life. I need you to be Lord over me. I'm surrendering to you from here on. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, that is that believing, that is that confessing to God, and and you're in this place of eternal life, and those blessings, as the eyes of your heart are enlightened to know what is the hope to which you 
have been called, one of the glorious riches of this inheritance you have now in all the saints, and the immeasurable greatness of His power now at work in you. This is an amazing thing. And it's not just in your head, it's not just in your heart, it's your whole life and it's your whole eternity. Don't, don't keep that to yourself. <laughs> Declare that, live that out, share the joy of that. There are so many people in this room that would rejoice with you right now to know that you've just prayed that.